Welcome to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, the podcast 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back, and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. Hosted by Tom Fox. 10 for 10 is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Stories from the week ending November 18, 2023. First up, Lachlan Murdoch is about to take over Fox and News Corp, but he has a lot of legal baggage waiting for him. The most uh, significant is Smartmatic versus Fox, which is the global election technology company. Uh, similar to Dominion, who provided voting machines. And Fox is alleged to have defamed the company because uh, it knew the story was a lie that the company uh, had engaged in illegal and unethical behavior regarding the 2020 election. Next up, New York pension funds and others versus Fox. (coughs) This is around... The breach of fiduciary duty for the journalistic scandal, so more fallout from that. Then we've got some um, whistleblowers. Jason Donner, a former Capitol Hill reporter and producer at Fox, claims he was unlawfully fired for his refusal to report false information about the January 6th insurrections and the election. And Nina Jankowitz, who um, said she was tasked with countering misinformation relating to Homeland Security. So lots of legal issues facing Lackland Murdoch in the Fox News organization. Next up, from Inside Climate News, uh, reports on corruption in the lithium mining industry across Africa. Um, Really no surprise around corruption in Africa, but lithium mining has become Uh, more ubiquitous and more important. So this story really emphasizes that if you're in that field, you have to take extra steps around bribery and corruption. Uh, Next up from Bloomberg, uh, the state of Texas continues its inane fight against global warming and those who try to look at climate change from the business perspective. The state of Texas has threatened to bar eight banks from municipal bond deals simply because of their commitment to cut greenhouse gases. Um, The state of Texas is becoming anti-business, and it puts uh, the company's business-friendly reputation at risk. The conflict dates back to 2001 when uh, the legislature enacted laws accusing big finance companies of being too woke state of Texas says he won't do business with you. Good luck, the state of Texas. Uh, Next up, uh, several stories 
around the U.S. Supreme Court's Code of Ethics, and we've selected Matt Kelly at Radical Compliance, who says that the Supreme Court has adopted a broken code. He explains what's wrong with the code, that it lacks any enforcement mechanism, it fails to call people to account for their action, and it runs heavily on what justices should do, not what they must do. Uh, a code of conduct is not supposed to work this, de- this way, and uh, an organization should adopt a code of conduct because it wants to codify its ethical values and put them out there, and that's really not what the Supreme Court has done. And our uh, next story comes to us from the New York Times, and it focuses on the uh, summit between Chinese leader Xi Jinping and President Biden from the business perspective. And Xi has uh, said to businesses, China is open for business and we want your business. Of course, the problem is uh, you could be arrested, your business could be shut down, you might not be able to get your cash out, and a wide variety of other problems. So uh, if you're going to do business in China, do it with eyes wide open, and the proof will be in the pudding as to whether Xi is actually serious about opening uh, the country back up for Western businesses and ratcheting down the tension between the United States, the West, and China from the business perspective. Next up from Reuters, more on the story of the bankruptcy judge who is living with a partner in a law firm while that law firm had active cases in front of the bankruptcy judge. Of course, the judge has resigned. Well, now the law firm says they didn't know. They didn't know the partner was in a romantic relationship, nor did they know that she was living with the judge. So kind of hard to believe that uh, the judge didn't show up to Christmas parties or other events, but perhaps so. Nevertheless, the judge did approve some $13 million in fees to the law firm, including $1 million in fees to his paramour. The judge has resigned, and now the law firm is going to have to pay the piper. Next up, our next story from the Financial Times about the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or the FDIC which uh, has revealed a reporting from the Wall Street Journal repealed of uh, a toxic workplace and horrific experiences uh, suffered by employees in the wake of sexual harassment and misogyny that has lasted for years. The uh, FDIC has retained a law firm to do an investigation, but the allegations are certainly very, very serious going forward. Our next story is about uh, China again, this time potential corruption in their belts and roads program uh, regarding their new airport that China built in Nepal. Um, The cost and quality of the airport are uh, said to be substandard, and as countries, developing countries are now weighing the consequences of borrowing from China in the belts and roads program. Uh, This is just one more example of Uh, what happened when these countries allowed China to make these major infrastructure investments. And as I've said all along, uh, you might be getting a good deal on the front end, but uh, with the allegations of bribery and corruption and substandard work, uh, your country will be paying the price for some time going forward. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out in courts of law as countries begin to not pay and China may or may not try to enforce liens or get monies from these 
countries for the work they have done. Uh, next up, the uh, Barclays in the United Kingdom is still reeling from the scan- number of scandals, particularly around uh, the time Jess Staley was its CEO. Staley, of course, is well known for his attempts to unmask an internal whistleblower and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. He has been barred from the being an officer in the financial industry in the United Kingdom because of his uh, statements around his relationship with uh, Epstein. And uh, in many ways, Barclays has really never recovered from this. Of course, the pandemic and other economic factors played a part, but the tone at an organization really starts at the top, and we saw that with the FDIC, and now we see it with Barclays. And our final story comes to us from the New York Times, which reports that McDonald's UK is having up to two reports of sexual harassment per week uh, from stores in the United Kingdom. UK uh, Parliament has called for an investigation uh, against uh, or with McDonald's over this. I hope you have a great weekend. Much for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've received most often from podcast listeners of the Daily Compliance News to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up on the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review to this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family, 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. So give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.